Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. It's the Millwall Fan Show on Love Sport with seven of the best for your chance to win a million pounds. just been well i've just witnessed nick telling uh, one of our panel this evening that this is called a mashup i believe it, the kids call it a mashup the kids call it a mashup so i believe i'll hang with the kids a remix <laughs> we've had interest from germany we've had interest overseas on In picking it up on cd or on mp3 but we are working on the release of that track for christmas heard that here first millwall tahiti you know the uh, i mean i don't know what's gonna be on the b-side um, I thought we'd do a version of Let Them Come. Yeah, the, the rap Green. version. <laughs> the, rap, the reggae version. The maybe. reggae version of Let Them All Come. That's actually a Dub good reggae. show. Uh, good evening. It is your Millwall fans on Love Sport Radio. Uh, by the fans, for the fans, of course. This is your home of all things uh, Millwall. Every Friday night we discuss them, 9 till 10. One hour is not enough. Don't worry, we're working on it. Uh, welcoming, on, well, welcoming you guys this evening, sir. Thank you. Nick Hart. Thank you very much. He's, he's back Great in. to be here. Great to have you. And uh, a debutant in Lucas Boy. It's your debut, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, um, thanks for having me. Thank you for coming. And Sam Brown, you, uh, you, we haven't, well, we have met, but we haven't met. But We've met, but we haven't met. That's it. We met in a press conference. <laughs> we did. That's it, exactly. Uh, four minutes past nine across the capital. Let's have, uh, have your starters. Of course, a poor week for me. It hasn't been the greatest start of seasons. Where do we start with this week? It's a depressing um, week for in Millwall life at the moment. There's a lot of issues, I believe, in our squad. Um, but ev- we've been here before. We've been in worse places before, Sam. We and, have. Um, Tough week coming off the back of international break. Yep. You know, Leeds back at the den, you would think that that was the one where we might get the confidence, the momentum, and these last-minute goals. We, we are within minutes of having good results. You know, um, the game against Swansea, you know, we, we, we should never have lost that. We were within that close. People can't see what I'm doing. I'm, I'm making an inch sign in my fingers. Middlesbrough. Yeah. Um, and then, you get, you know, even against QPR, the second half was much, much better. So, But the first half was dire. And what's going wrong? Where's our spirit gone? And that is, that is something that... Um, 
it's a source of a lot of debate online at the moment. It is, but of course this is an interactive show as well, isn't it? So we'd love to hear from fans. If you want to come live on air, it's 02087020558. But it's hard being a Millwall fan at the moment because you can't see where that win is going to come from. And the whole thing about Millwall is the spirit. Neil Harris openly says, you know, we haven't got the millions that everyone else has got. But if our players, they have to play 110% every week. has, Has the transfer record issue sort of become an albatross around the neck in the sense of it wasn't broken for so long it felt like yeah just keep it going keep it ticking over yet you've brought in two players now isn't it two good players that, that, have, that have broken yeah. the record it's like okay now we're sort of competing well we feel like we're competing with the big boys don't get me wrong a million pounds is, is nothing in football these days but is that hanging over the squad and hanging over Neil Harris does that add pressure onto his back to say well these are my signings these are my players and this is the way we have to play no I think the George Savile issue, you know, eight million to Middlesbrough. When you think we bought players for one million, we're still not competing. We're still, you know, top, bottom four, five of spending in the championship. And even if you're breaking those records, we we haven't got the money that other clubs have got. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, a lot of people have been slating Neil Harris and his tactics and the way he set up at the, in the start of the first half at QPR particularly. But it's down to the players. I mean, I, I don't care what tactics you, 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 you're putting the team out there. You can argue about whether they're the right tactics or the wrong tactics. But if the players don't try and they don't put in 100%, as you say there, Sam, you, Barcelona would fail if, if no one's trying. I mean, it, at the end of the day, this comes down to the, the team that's named. And for me, we've got some good, honest players in our team, but one or two that are hiding in terms of leadership. Lucas, that's what's it. changed from last season? Um, I think there's a lot in the dressing room at the moment going on. You know, the whole Jordan Archer situation and um, with George Savile being unsettled towards the end of last transfer window hasn't helped at all. And I mean, the, the, uh, after the game on Tuesday, Neil Har- uh, Wednesday even, Neil Harris said, you know, he, he put the team out to play down the sides of QPR and um, get down the wings. But that didn't happen at all. It was just long ball up to, ter- up to Lee Gregory and Tom Bradshaw, both of whom are never going to play as target men. And, you know, Gregory's the same height as Morrison, but he isn't the same player at all. And the fact that we have to rely on a 35-year-old to come off the bench to change the game was a little bit embarrassing for me, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I would say that the tactics have to change and adjust. Two smaller forwards. We can't keep hitting the long ball like we do with, with Steve Morrison. So you've got to play it to feet, you've got to keep it on the ground. But we didn't do that, did we? I mean, we, we, weren't, we, 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 we were confused. Leaving aside the confusion, even if you're coming up with tactics that don't make necessarily any sense to you, you can still give it all that you've got. And Mm. I didn't see that. That was where it's gone wrong. And that's why I pick up this team at the moment. I feel it's like we're too scared to make mistakes as well. Or as soon as you make a mistake, your head's down and you think, you know, it's more like we're worried that something bad's going to happen. But good teams are when goals come from all over the pitch, not just your strikers. You know, it's very easy to say we're playing hoofball, you know, where our strikers aren't performing. But last season, Ben Marshall for me, um, massive loss. I felt we had the balance against um, mm. Jed. And I think we're missing, you know, having two out-and-out wingers that are bringing in the delivery and can also score and George Savile is a miss but I think Leonard is a player to watch I've been impressed with what he's brought so far what did, do you, you, think? did you expect more from Scalak 
We it's, haven't seen him. He's barely taken the field. That's a, that's another issue. I mean, but that's I, the thing. Do you expect more from? Obviously, you're talking about wingers. He has played as a winger in the championship for Brighton and Albion. He's Alabama. a quality, quality, he's a quality player. player. He's been promoted with Brighton and Albion, hasn't he? When he has played, the crossing is immediately improved. Yeah. Um, who was it? Uh, Elliot against Leeds hit the crossbar yep. late uh, against Swansea. Went at the one that come off the bar and bounced down into the keeper's arm. That was from Scalak's delivery. Yeah, you know, and Tom Elliot has had his critics. People have said, you know, he's not good enough. Well, give him the service, and lo and behold, he does look dangerous. And so, yeah, I mean, that's a question for Neil Harris. Why hasn't Scalak started? I, I can't think of an answer to it off, offhand. But, you know, as soon as he does come in, it looks it looks different. It looks, it looks changed. What do you gauge from Neil Harris? His post-match comments, his pre-match press conferences, <coughs> his mood, his sort of... Um, his demeanour somewhat. What would you gauge from that? What do you think he's thinking right now? Because, obviously, there's going to be a point where the fans start not turning on him as such because obviously you know he's brought a lot to this club but you know they won't they will, they will voice their dissatisfaction oh of course <laughs> Mill fans you know best fans <laughs> in will. the world where they're hot <laughs> on the sea but Neil knows he's got Mill type players there Neil knows he will get the best from his players and you know we have to all stick stick with him but he's frustrated you can see the frustration Neil you know he's a great manager he's actually the longest serving manager in the championship right now what does that say about the championship but he knows something isn't clicking something isn't there but he knows it will come he, oh. he said after the game on Wednesday he said at half time if he could have changed all 11 players he would have done and if that doesn't tell you everything you need to know about that first half performance then nothing else will because he, he isn't the type of manager that will make radical changes and he doesn't very often make Lots of changes to his starting eleven. I think this point last season we had two changes, but this this uh, point this season already we've got five or six changes been made to the starting eleven. So there's obviously something that's not quite clicking, and he's he is working to try and get it, but it's not coming yet. I mean, if you look at this time last year, Brentford were on a run of eight games without a win. Yeah. You know, and they obviously went and, and were challenging for the playoffs until the you know the latter parts of the season. Are we looking at thinking, you know what, we're how many games in? Eight, nine games in right now? We're eight, nine games in. I think tomorrow's the ninth. Um, Five games without a win. Yeah, and we've, you know, I, I was just thinking as Sam was talking, I mean, the old blues song, if it wasn't for the bad luck, we wouldn't have any luck at all, <laughs> you know. Um, we've hit the crossbar. We hit the crossbar on Wednesday night. We've hit um, on, on Saturday against Leeds and previously against Swansea. So that, that run of bad luck cannot continue forever. If we keep on creating the chances, the ball will go into the net. It's having the, the perseverance. I mean, Brentford, going back to your point mm. there, persevered with their style, which is a, um, some will call it more pleasing on the eye style of, of play, and they kept with it when it could have been said that it was failing them, you know. So I think we've got to hold fast. We've got to think about what we're doing. We, 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 we're not, I don't think we're necessarily a direct side. We do play football. You've got to play the right kind of football in the right areas, get the ball down the wings. I think going back to the basics, you know, yeah. I do think there's a cloud over the Millwall at the moment. You think the games are coming thick and fast, West Brom, Fulham, Sheffield United. You're thinking, where's our wing going to come from? Where's our wing going to come from? And that's pressure, pressure on everybody. And, you know, if your head's in the right place, the results come. And unfortunately, as soon as we go behind or, you know, we give away leads as well. We're the only team, we're on the commentary often, we're 2-0 up and we think we can lose this mm-hmm. and what does that say about you know how we feel I mean we'll talk about goalkeepers later but um, you know it is the Middlesbrough game hurt 
and I think when you haven't got the points on the board for Millwall it's about survival we're not going to be we was perhaps punching last year we had an incredible season but this season second season syndrome it's about staying up and I think when the points aren't on the board the pressure's coming of course no one wanted Millwall to go out more than me believe me I, I, I send it to these guys every <laughs> single week can you imagine Pep Guardiola at the den it would have been absolutely hilarious as Sam mentioned before and I'm going to call this evening 0208 70 20 558 you can tweet us at Love Sport Radio on the back of this though we're going to be uh, taking apart the uh, well the defeat against uh, QPR at Loftus Road and looking back at the draw against Leeds it's Love Sport Radio this is your Millwall fan show on Love Sport Radio with Ashton Millwall. Let's look back at the uh, firstly the game at Ellen Road. Leeds won, Millwall won. Another it was Millwall. Millwall sorry, I've, I've done it the wrong way around. I've, I've confused you there. I Aaron. thought so as well because I was I was just about to say you didn't play on a Sunday lunchtime. No, no, I I I, I, I think I've made a few you know mishaps there. It was actually at the Den last Saturday. I was, he's, he's trying to stitch me up, you know. That he's trying to stitch me. Up. He's usually factually very it's, it's correct. What you get for working with amateurs, man. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But Millwall, uh, of course, Millwall uh, one leads one at the Den. Yeah. I mean, give us your lowdown. Well, uh, a game where we led. Um, Possibly, I would say slightly against um, the run of play. We got we scrapped a goal, didn't we, Jed Wallace, in the second half, fifty fifth minute, something like that. Um, but you know, an okay performance to go ahead against the Leeds side that's obviously um, you know got a lot more resources to play than we do. I didn't think Leeds. Um, I'd watched them on Sky. Uh, the previous week and I thought it pains me to say it but Leeds are going to be up there you know they looked like an army and they looked shaken at the start of the game they didn't look the Leeds I'd seen on the TV they had the majority in possession Millwall was settling into the game Um, but Leeds you just felt they were always going to get back into the game the thing is, you get quality players. I mean, there's, each of the teams we've played so far this season <clears throat> have quality players, and they turn it on in critical moments. I'm thinking back to the Swansea forward that turned it. The, the, the Jefferson chucked, Montero. There yeah. we are, yeah. Um, these are quality turns. You know, you can't fake it. And as much as we're dominating teams, we, we're not making it pay in the way they make their one or two chances pay. And that's a problem, because just going back to our earlier point about Neil Harris, who was as, as honest and as committed a player as I can think of in the Millwall shirt, he was he would shed blood for our cause. And I think he struggles with players um, who, for whatever reason, are lacking um, fire, verve, whatever you want to call it. I don't think he understands. He hasn't got the language to talk to them, because only, he only knows one way, and that's total commitment. It's always passion. been the issue. I felt it was more of a game. Leeds grew into the game second half, um, but if you don't put the chances away, you're going to get punished in the championship. And unfortunately, on Saturday, we didn't make them count, and Leeds were going to get back into the game. But the second half was better. Who was the Leeds player who scored the goal? The way the chance he uh, took it was fantastic. Jack Harrison, he's on loan from Man City, been on loan at New York City last year, did very well in the MLS, and um, I think he had a bit of a spell at Middlesbrough as well where he looked decent. You know, he's, a, he's been a quality player and he's still on Man City's books, which obviously tells you what they think about him. This is why I brought you on the show. Obscure <laughs> facts about blokes. I, I didn't even know his name, and, and uh, Lucas has rattled off his playing career. Overall, though, you look at the the teams in the championship, and I've looked at sort of Millwall's opening fixtures that they've played, um, and and just 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 basically gone money, money, mm. no money, 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 money no money. Um, you know, opening day, Borough, 
obviously they've got a, a chairman with a with deep pockets because mm. he, he's bankrolled them since they've been relegated out the Premier League both times. Uh, Blackburn, you know, don't get me wrong, haven't got money, but they're coming up. They've built themselves a good squad. Derby, money bags. Sheffield Wednesday have had money ploughed into them for years uh, through Dej from Chancery. Rotherham, uh, you know, iffy. Mm. Swansea, money. Leeds, money. QPR, iffy. West Brom, money. You've got Fulham, money. Sheffield United have built a good squad. Nottingham Forest, money. Villa, money. Reading, iffy but all it's just ups and downs with everyone you there's no consistency in the opponents i think that's what differs between this and the premier league in the premier league everyone has got a good budget to spend it just depends how you spend it with the championship if you're not picking up points against those lesser teams you're going to struggle with the, the teams that are firing you know towards the other end of the table and i think the biggest point is is if you draw comparisons to the Reading team that got into the playoffs under Yap Stam, mm. you know I watched them and I think the first time I watched them that season they got done 5-0 at Fulham yep. you know yep. but they were getting done 3s and 4s and 5s at all the big clubs the difference is they were picking up points in the bottom 14 teams in the championship from 10th down to 24th they were beating them or drawing against them beating them drawing against yeah. them and they didn't care about losing against the rest yeah. but that obviously got Unraveled. Of course, if there's going to be Eventually. three teams that are worse than you, you're going to stay up. You know, you've got that. We call them six pointers. You've got to beat your likes of your Boltons, um, your Birmingham's, and obviously the administration and the money that's going on yeah. there. But I looked at Derby, and you know, these clubs that spend a lot of money, you can have a whole team of stars, but if you've got a manager getting them to play together, getting them work together they're just individuals and that's what we did so well last season and that's what we've got to get back to that uniqueness that hard grinding out results the ugly Millwall because we played a lot of ugly football last year when you think how did we win that how do we get that point and it's not letting your your heads go but that's by that unity and I think a lot of these clubs that are splashing money oh he had a bad game let's drop him let's bring that in you haven't got that settled side and I don't think we found our formula the yeah. thing, the thing is for Millwall, is it we've got to turn every home game into a cup tie. We are, we are. Neil Harris has got the den back to a fortress. We, we, we are perpetually in a situation where, in the third round, we're, we're an underdog playing a team with more resources and, and you know larger capacities and whatever. <clears throat> and the problem with that is, it's okay as long as we can raise the the tempo and keep the spirit high and turn it and into the fortress. As soon as that drops off, as it did at QPR, as it did when we went to was it Rotherham, we got beat up there. Yep, one nil. Very very drab display. Nice days in uh, Yorkshire. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, as soon as we take our foot even remotely off the pedal they were going to get punished and especially with, with teams that can bring talent to the to but if you look at it against Derby I mean obviously I was there for that game we, we met before you know for about 20 minutes or so Derby couldn't get out of their own half no. and it was it was a combination of the fact that Millwall just had them caved in and the crowd were on their backs so much Lampard obviously made those I, I'm going to call them schneid comments afterwards where he talked about he's played in bigger grounds with bigger capacities More yeah mate fair, en- fair enough fair enough but your team got done for 20 minutes and you know don't get me wrong they weren't great they See, were not here, good here, this is where I do criticise Neil Harris and, and I don't like to criticise Neil Harris one of the greatest players we've ever had and, and has done a fantastic job in management but we are getting ahead and then we are taking our foot off the yeah. we only have one way to play uh, I'm sad to say we're never going to be a Manchester City we're not going to be able to pass the ball you know into the, into the net we're not going to run rings around and we, we have only this uh, volume turned up to 11 style that's all we've got and as soon as we stop doing that as we have done against um, against Leeds we got ahead and didn't really um, capitalise put our foot on the throat did we didn't no, it's cruise control isn't it last, last season as well you did with towards the back end of the season you know we were seeing out the one nils when we had it but also we've lost Hutchinson from the defence since then in most of the games 
and you know that that is a big miss for our defence, especially Murray Wallace hasn't been in the best form, and he's he's a left-footed centre half playing at right centre back, which is always going to be awkward for him because you know we we can see from the balls he's playing upfield, he, he is very uncomfortable on his right foot, and that is causing us issues as well, I think. Hutchinson's a big miss, big yeah. big player for us last season. Um, Lucas, what back four would you like to see on Saturday? I'd, I'd bring Marlon Romeo back in because I think um, Wednesday night Conor McLaughlin was all over the place. Um, Baron Webster had come back in for me as well. Got to go with Webster and Cooper to get back in there, and then obviously the left back's always going to be James Meredith as for as long as he's here. I think basically um, already got past 50 mil all appearances which is very good in the time he's been in the problem is if we're not scoring goals and we're leaking goals that's the recipe yeah, that's the for disaster option, we've got it? both ends to fix right now yeah absolutely it's um i'll tell you what i was, I was just gonna i was gonna make a point going back to your, your point of volume turned up to 11 the spinal tap reference yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is millwall's football the true definition of rock and roll football, then roll. you know, because Jurgen Klopp is, is called it. He rock calls and roll. it heavy metal football. Heavy metal football is um, yours. Rock and roll football is it heavy metal. Is it death metal? We're, we're more of a punk kind of thrash. I think <laughs> it's either that or it's nothing. You know, there's moments of beauty, <laughs> and then you've got pain, and then it's you know, hopefully it's a happy, happy ending. But can I just say the fans Tuesday night, the atmosphere at Loftus Road was amazing best i've heard this season they, they were quite disappointed at how, how they were treated i think outside the ground penned in and whatnot obviously as we, we, we talk about it Rangers, yeah. uh, all, all the time you know with with the trips up to yorkshire and whatnot and our south yorkshire police this, you know decide to, to treat. rangers they had they had um, i'm sure at rangers they had a, like an airport metal scanner you had to walk through really to, yeah um, like, and a drug a drug dog sniffing you you never region am i know? right in saying that everyone was upstairs as well yeah, yeah. everyone was upstairs yeah. There you go. Very but the atmosphere was great. It mm. was like, you know, I mean, Mill Away days are brilliant, and it was just unfortunate that from the off on Tuesday night, it it didn't go. It didn't. Uh, Wigan won Bristol City nil in the championship. 14 or so minutes left there at the DW Stadium. Nick Powell's goal uh, has put the Latics ahead. Let's go to a quick pause. 9.23. We're going to come back. We've got a couple of tweets to read out as well. Don't forget, you can get in touch. It's at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. 0208 7020 is the number to call. Yeah, 9.26 across the capital. Let's go to Twitter. Um, Craig Jones, question for everyone. How how much do we need for Harris to change a formational tactics? I feel like either Murray Wallace has uh, been nervous throughout and Webster will add some much needed understanding at the back as well as needing key players to stop underperforming. Who wants to go for it? Oh, well, Mar- uh, Byron Webster in defence has been my personal bugbear. I don't know why. I, I know he's just come back from injury. I get that he's got to get himself fit and I understand that that takes time. But how much longer before Byron Webster is fit and ready and strong? healthy does webster knows our team he knows our football you know and um i would like to see him back I would murray like to see him wallace back. i'm unconvinced about sam i don't know what you make of him but I'm, I'm not convinced um he's had a few games now um personally we need to get hutchinson back yeah. i think he's yeah. a big big miss Work right now yeah. I, I think with murray wallace there's some players who are top players in league one and can quite comfortably make that step up to the championship and then there's some players who are top players in league one but they can't do it in the championship and I think unfortunately for us Murray Wallace is one of those players who isn't going to be able to make the step up he's certainly not showed a lot of signs of promise for me so far and I'm I'm not comfortable with him playing particularly even in the cup games against Gillingham and Plymouth I don't think he looked 
that good. Change your tactics. All I want to see tactics-wise is get the ball out wide and get the get down the wing and attack the yeah. the byline. Get the ball back into the area. Um, I think even with with um, Bradshaw and and Gregory, if we start them, I think they'll be dangerous. We give them the service. They need the service. They need the delivery. But Millwall are a four four. 4-4-2 team Absolutely. and Aidan O'Brien keeps coming up where should Aidan be playing he's not an I mean he's the goals from um, with Sean Williams for you know Ireland it, it's yeah. great it's great they are their confidence should be high but he's not himself at the moment personally I don't think his last few games he is an enigma Sam he's an enigma um, he, I don't know what to make of Aidan O'Brien he's scored goals for scored a goal for Republic of Ireland and I didn't even know he was on the pitch. There was one incident, I can't remember how far into the game we were on Wednesday. I thought, oh, no Brian's out there. I forgot about him. And that's, you know, you've got this kind of contrast between um, when he does well, he does very, very well. When he does badly, you, you don't know he's, he's playing. I think when he, when he plays out wide, he quite often goes missing unless he scores, which is the issue. I mean, he's, he's not getting into the box the way he normally would or the way he has done the last couple of years. And I think if we want to change to play play the ball out wide a bit more and that sort of thing, then we've got to get Skalak into the team because Jed Wallace's crossing isn't the best and you need Skalak to be getting that ball in there. It's for Morrison, Gregory Bradshaw, whoever it is. Yeah, certainly. Let's go back to Twitter. Two tweets from our mate Michael Avery. says, Nick says about quality players. Well, one thing we have this year is that we haven't had for years. Is a quality squad. Depth on the bench at times is just as good as the first team. Uh, the second one he points out is, unfortunately, in football, not winning becomes a bit of a habit. We just need that one win to build on. But when is it coming? And one thing I want to pull up on that point is you look at the opponents that Millwall faced in midweek. QPR getting stuffed 7-1 at West Brom. Yet, They've managed to turn things around, and no one thought they would under Steve McLaren. Everyone thought they were dead and buried after, what is it, three games. I think it was the third game of the season. Everyone thought they were finished. You know... How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's so much time in the season. Everyone gets a thumping in the season. And sometimes the earlier it happens, the better, because it gives you that shake up. Um... We haven't had ours yet. But ra- Rangers, I mean, people laugh. I came on the, the Rangers show briefly last week, and people talk about Steve McLaren, a bit of a joke figure, the Wally with a brolly. Um, he's a quality manager. You can't, you can't, again, you can't fake that. He's he come from Manchester United. He's, he's managed across Europe. He is a quality manager, managed internationally. People laugh at him because he, he had an umbrella up, and we yes, we, we, we lost to a decent team. That needed a dodgy Dutch accent. And he's dodgy Dutch <laughs> accent. <laughs> he's a quality. So you know, we're talking about how do they turn it around well he's because they've got a decent manager who's made some good choices he's, i think he's a better coach than he is a manager i Possibly. think one thing that mclaren has done well obviously he came in as a coach won the treble at manchester united after brian kidd decided he wanted to go and relegate blackburn um was there went to middlesbrough won a, a, a tro- I think it was a trophy uh, yeah once won trophy won the league cup there uh, yes, 2003 yeah, took yeah, them yeah, into yeah. europe uh, they obviously lost i think it was the final wasn't it the U- uefa cup uh, middlesbrough was it the final semi-final i think it was the final they lost he's pretty good for for QP. Yeah, I know his track record. He's born naked. Because he was there as a coach under Harry. Yeah, he knows the club. He knows what's going on there. And the best and most important thing about Steve McLaren there is he's got Chris Ramsey behind him, feeding him these players. Ebrich Aize, who's different gravy. Let's be fair. You know, absolutely class player. It's someone who's just coming through the academy. You know, like so many of their players, like Ryan Manning, etc. Mm. And they're just being fed towards him to go. Go on, then we don't need to spend money because look, they've had financial troubles that we could sit here and debate about for years but they they just keep feeding him through the youth team and the youth are somewhat doing it for him it, i mean it, it's, it's, it's he, it's he, it's not, yeah he's I mean, a we we've let him go so that's 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 like letting the beatles go isn't it you know the emi we, we didn't sign him we have produced talent but for me the question at the moment is, is it's a neil harris question because how are you gonna does he have the managerial Repertoire to bring out what is in the squad. It's a decent squad we've got. They should. They are certainly not relegation fodder. The Mill no. squad. It's, I mean, so how are you going to get that out of them? How are you going to produce? That's the it's question. It's not that much difference to last season, and that's why I think it's getting frustrating because something's not clicking. No. Um, we did need to. We did need to strengthen in lots of different areas. Um, you know, Neil's got a budget to work with. Um, also, every time we go in for a player, um, suddenly all the prices go mm. through the roof. You know, it's like a game that, it, and the championship is the fifth most watched league worldwide you know it's competitive and yes you look at the fixtures you think oh my goodness where are we going to get the win for but we're in the championship and we need to stay there there are some managers you look at and i want to ask this very very quickly because we've got to get the opposition view next but there's some managers you look at who you look at and you automatically sort of uh, pair them with the league you know you look at ian holloway he'll get a team out of the 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 premier league yeah i know get a team out of the premier league (laughs) but uh, out out the championship and into the premier league but that's about it neil warnock hasn't ever kept a a team in in the in the premier league always ended up either leaving or being sacked or being relegated do you think neil harris has sort of found his level do you think he's sort of plateaued now because obviously last season you know some people say it was an anomaly of a season where millwall were just there we we, we rode our luck at times you rode your luck absolutely but do you think it's a case of maybe um, and i don't want to say this because i'm a really i'm really worried about a backlash but you know that he has taken millwall 
to his furthest point that he can go as a coach. I think Neil saved us. I think you go back a couple of years ago um, under Ian Holloway, low mass. Um, Millwall, we were losing our Millwall. We've got our Millwall back. I think Millwall, um, Neil Harris has done a great job and best man for it. Uh, it's, it's, it's a question that is yet to be answered, really. I think we, we, we can't, I mean, you're right. But I, I don't know that the question as to how far Neil Harris can go as a manager has yet been answered. I mean, I'm thinking of Sean Dyche here yep. with Burnley, um, a, a player for Millwall. Was you know, was a decent defender, but he wasn't wasn't a, a world beater. But who would have thought that he would be a man that could take a team like Burnley into the Premier League and into Europe? Now, whether Neil Harris has that quality, I want him to. I'd love him to. But I don't know. I don't know that the question is as yet. Do you think there's many managers that would get Millwall that would be able to really galvanise us more than that Neil's done? His high point, I think, will always be when when he's been in charge with us, whatever he goes on to do after that. And I think he's one of those managers, I think, that might struggle elsewhere, a bit like uh, when Eddie Howe left Bournemouth to go to Burnley after his first yeah. spell he, he really struggled at Burnley and then had to go back to Bournemouth and look at the job he's done now comfort zone though Freddie I think he's got a job for life there and I think maybe obviously we look at Neil Harris and say maybe he is in a comfort zone Millwall as well uh, let's go Won't to Millwall comfort <laughs> let's go to uh, a, a small break on the back of this we're going to go for your opposition view it's Love Sport on Love Sport Time for your opposition view and we're delighted to welcome welcome uh, welcome on welcome on I tried to merge those two together. <laughs> Didn't work. It's, it's not one for the dictionary. Uh, welcome on Shin from Up and Out Albion. It's an official supporters group of West Bromwich Albion, uh, promoting participation in football at all levels of the game within the local community. Welcome, Shin. Hi, good evening. The Boing Boing Festival. <laughs> Thank you very yeah. much for joining us, uh, pal. Um, yeah. What's it been like? Obviously, you know, relegation from the Premier League, a whole host of players leaving Foster, Evans, yeah. Rondon, all leaving the club. Um, how are you finding the Championship and Darren Moore at the helm? Um, absolutely loving it, to be honest with you. I think uh, relegation, although most people are down in the dumps, I think it's uh, we've all been quite upbeat. Darren Moore's coming back in the last season. Is galvanise the club, galvanise the fans, and we're all united, really. And under the Tony Pulis years, he was the right man at the right time a couple of years ago, but really he should have probably left last season, and we've been on a downward spiral. So last five games of last season, uh, Darren Moore's really picked it back up, and we've gone into this new season with a full head of steam behind us, really. So it's been it's been a great start. Something I'm interested in, Shin, is, is comparing, we're just talking off air about the comparison between the Premiership, the Premier League and the Championship. Yep. Uh, it was interesting, so you're enjoying it. I, I, I would think that the Championship is a more enjoyable place to be in some odd respects. Well, it is. I mean, having, you know, we've been, we were in the Premier League for like eight consecutive years. Yeah. And, you know, what were the ambitions of West Bromwich Albion initially, you know, as Saddens need to say, we want to avoid relegation. We might get to mid-table. We might get to 10th. We might get to 8th. But what, what are we really going to do above that? And I think, you know, a lot of fans are thinking, OK, we'll drop down into the championship. And even fans are now saying, actually, we've, we're enjoying our football. This is what we go to games for, the competitive games. It's open football. There's good benefit between the fans. And I think over the years, uh, the Premier League has become a bit sanitised, you know, and yeah. people are in there and the atmospheres have gone away from grounds. You've only got to have a look at kind of what's happened at Man City in the Champions League. You know, they had like 15, 20,000 empty seats. Yeah. I think the Championship is a really, it's a hotbed of football. You know, there's a lot of, lot of talent in there. 
there's a lot of teams that have dropped down from the Premier League and still retain their players. Mm. So we we enjoy it, and you know there's a lot of, lot of old traditional grounds in that championship as well. Won't be sanitised tomorrow, Shim, when two and a half thousand Millwall fans turn up in the hall. <laughs> <Yeah. will it? laughs> what are you what are you expecting? Uh, what are you expecting from Millwall tomorrow? Uh, I'm not not really sure what to expect from them. Really, I mean, I've had a cast over from what the results are. And I think, you know, apart from the QPR game, I think the results have said you've been quite competitive where, you you know, you've been on the, the odd side of one goal uh, on a loss. So we'll be looking to see. It's difficult. It's early days, really, to say. I think um, we're expecting a competitive game. I think everybody knows Neil Harris and his connection with Millwall Football Club. And I think, you know, just listening to you guys there to say, well, is he at that level? Is he prepared to take it to the next level? Um, I think for the first time, I'll be interested to see, you know, what what Neil Harris's team looks like. You know, for the first time, I will have seen them play. Yeah. So, not really sure what to expect from you guys, really, tomorrow. And what about their West Brom camp? How are you guys feeling at the moment? What's the confidence like? Any notables we should be looking out for? Um, yeah, I think I think it'll be an open game. You'll get your chances. I think our front four. I think you know our danger men at the moment, Matt Phillips. Rodriguez, uh, Marcus Gale, who's been a, a wonder, wonder loan signing, replacing Rondon, and Harvey Barnes, who we've got on loan from Leicester City. I think them four going forward, we've been quite clinical. You know, last week we were playing on Tuesday, and we played Bristol City. We should have been 3 0 down after 10 minutes. But then we scored three goals with our first three shots, but it was still open. So you'll get chances. You'll get some guilt in chances. It's just we we need a few chances, people. Shin. I'll tell you, we need yeah. a few chances, mate. <laughs> yeah, and, and you're not you're not the first West Brom fan I've spoken to this week to say that. I was talking to yeah. another one this week who also said um, criticised the defending a bit. And you yeah. know, is that is there too much of that this season so far? And a little bit of complacency, maybe going into games expecting to win. Uh, I don't even think it's complacency. I think uh, one thing we've got to you know, I think what all the fans recognise is that um, Big Dave, he's had to change the whole ethos of the club. You know, we all know what a Tony Pulis side does. He's now going three at the back. We're playing football from the back. And I think some of these defenders who have been so drilled in the Pulis way, we're, we're, we're in that period of change. So the likes of Dawson, who's now come back in after he'd handed in a request, he was our captain last week. You know, we expect him to hit back on form. Ahmed Agassi, you know, who went to the World Cup. He's been looking for a leader to play alongside. Maybe Johnny Evans being gone, you know, has had an impact on him. And I think uh, the weak point at the moment um, is uh, Kyle Bartley. And I think, you know, we're showing weaknesses in the air. So certainly we can be get, you know, we can be got at at the back. Set pieces, 100%, I think. Our back three and our goalkeeper haven't built up that relationship yet. There's a lot of after you, sir. So I think... If you do get your chances, you will need to take them because I think if we get our chances, we will take them. One thing I've liked about West Bromwich Albion this season, Shin, is that green and yellow classic shirt you've gone back to. That's a fantastic choice. The fans have been, you know, campaigning for that for years and the club have always said, they've said it's it's not a traditional big seller because these days... Shirts aren't just football shirts, are they? They're going out where, you know, going to the pub in your shirts and they're saying green and yellow isn't going to sell. Um, and, you know, we've campaigned, and Big Dave coming in. Yeah. Uh, we've got a motto, which is hashtag Albion family, hashtag we, not me. And I think they're listening to the fans. The fans are having more of a say. And the yellow and green, you know, sold out within hours of it going on the shelves. They're having to restock more. 
um, you know, sadly, Cyril Reid just passed away. It was an iconic shirt, absolutely. You know, which he was recognised with. And like I said, it's, it's kind of all falling in place. Where the club's united now. You know, it's going to be difficult. We're going to lose games. We might finish seventh. We might finish eighth. We might finish tenth. But I think as long as we can see progression this season and we can win a few games along the way with a bit of entertainment, and then, you know, I think that's all the guys are after. Shin, it makes a change going into games as uh, not the underdog and, you know, actually being competitive in games. What, what are you looking out for from, from Millwall coming to the Hawthorns tomorrow? I'll be interested in the style of play. You know, are there a footballing t- side? I mean, years gone by, you're talking eight, ten years ago, when we was constantly in the championship, Millwall was the team that was there or thereabouts, you know, making in the playoffs and just outside the playoffs. So I think mm-hmm. it would just be interesting to see how you get on. Like I said, looking at your results, it doesn't look as though you've been turned over. So you're looking quite competitive. I mean, are you guys playing football or are you playing more a direct style? <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to hear your question, opinion Shin. after seeing the game tomorrow. Um, yeah. That's a good question. We, 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 Millwall, to be a Millwall fan is to be um, you, have, you have zig and you have zag, and you have either okay. up or you're down, and it can vary from week to week, day by day, actually. But I actually hour think Millwall might turn it around yeah. tomorrow. I think um, it's going to be yeah. an interesting game. Well, we can't get any worse than the first half at QPR, Shin. So um, anywhere from there is upwards. So um, fingers crossed for the, for the Lions tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, QPR has been our result of the season. I think we kind of we ended up wiping the floor for them. Really, it's a bit embarrassing how QPR. Well, I mean, we was exceptional that day, but they were particularly bad on that day. And I think Steve McCann's managed to pick them up a bit, and probably you probably played them at the wrong time, really. Mm. Yeah, they. Uh, they Are sang. you guys travelling to the Hawthorns tomorrow? I'll be up there, mate. Yeah. yeah. My, my yeah. question for you, Shin, is: Will Nick? And Sam, maybe not Lucas because he's only 70, will they be welcome in the Sportsman West Brom High Street afterwards? 100%. There you go. I'll Trust me. I recommend. Yeah. Are you going to be there? Yeah, there, there's loads of joints. I mean, there's a couple of there's a couple of pubs along that way and um, there's one just further down from the traffic light. So if you if you ask about, not far from the Sportsman, you've got an, a pub called Island Inn. Opposite there, you've got the Cricketers Arms. They all do banging food. You've got the Vine, which is nationally recognised as well. But certainly, um, as long as people don't go in there and get rowdy and, you know, with this. Oh, no, 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 that's where it all went wrong. Millwall will be welcome there tomorrow. <laughs> don't, 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 don't worry, Shin. Yeah. I mean, uh, my, my knowledge of pubs in the Midlands is extensive. Yeah. Believe me, yeah. so I'll be, I'll, be, uh, I'll be extending my knowledge what about uh, your pie to, to these guys. Yeah, the, the, you're, looking you know more, your you're looking more for curries. Oh. Uh, yeah, thank you very much, Shin, by the way. Shin Frappen Arbin, really appreciate you coming on this Friday night, pal. Great to have you on. Quarter to ten, we'll carry on looking ahead to that game against West Brom. It's tomorrow, it's at the Hawthorns. It's a three o'clock kickoff. Um, yeah, we're going to be uh, looking ahead to that and reading out some more of your tweets next in Lost Ball. Top man Shin um, for, uh, for coming on and uh, joining us. Um, by the way, Bermondsey boy, who we actually were talking about we're during the, break, on the show, has tweeted, uh, no tweeted saying Sam Brown's voice sends me all of a quiver. Oh, I've missed you. Ask Thank her you. nicely to give me a shout out. <laughs> Hello there. There you go. There's your <laughs> shout out. Uh, Sean Crook, also known as Crookie, yeah, has said we're in a mess at the moment, but Neil understands the club and deserves time to put it right. Transfer speculation, goalkeeper issues, late goals and Hutchinson injury hasn't helped. Webster, Romeo and Martin to come in. Scalat right and Jed left. Gregor Zamora for me Saturday. Hashtag come on you Lions. Just on the subject of giving managers time, I am 
old enough, believe it or not, I am old enough to remember in 1990, Alex Ferguson, as he was then with Manchester United, coming to the den, needing a result to keep him still in management. And they scraped a nil-nil draw. This was the Manchester United of um, Clayton Blackmore, I think, was in the team. It was uh, Mark Hughes might have been playing for them. So Alex Ferguson, before he got knighted and did all the other stuff that he did, needed a, a point to keep him alive in management. And he could have been sacked. If Millwood beaten him, there was the Millwall factor. As soon as you lose to Millwall, you get sacked, don't you? And he survived. And the rest is history. That's how thin the, the thread is that by which managers hang. There you go. You look at Palace last season, you know, get rid of Frank the Bower after four games. It worked out all right for him in the end, but that, that was a ridiculous decision to get rid of someone that quickly when he's trying to transform the style of play for that club. He, you know, he's going from a very direct side to a, to a passing style. He was given the players or some of the players to get to that style, but then given no time to implement it, you know, that's, that's not the way you've got to act. It was the right decision though, wasn't it? It worked out alright for them in the end, but now they're back to a average style and they look like they're going to be threatened again this season with, you know, if, if Wolf Zaha's out for extended periods again, then they're going to struggle. So you, sure. think, you think 1990, Sir Alex survived by one point, right? And 1999, they won the treble. So what's that, nine years? So in nine years' time, Millwall will be up the European Cup, the Premier League and the FA Cup. I guarantee it, listeners. Dare to dream. Dare to <laughs> dream. Guarantee it. But, you heard it here. I'd have a fiver on that. You know, there are other clubs, though, that chop, they change, you know. Um, JB, he has stuck with... He's, with a, us. Loyal, he's, with, he's a loyal he chairman. He is. He's a yeah. great chairman. And, you know, I, I don't want to go back to Ian Holloway days, but sometimes, you know, if things aren't working, can you leave it too long and can the damage be replaced? I think the only way you can actually do it properly is if you have money. So Chelsea, look, they've employed it. It's their strategy now. They sacked, uh, you know, a club legend who won the European Cup six months later in Robbie Di Matteo. They replaced managers left, right and centre. I personally thought this summer with Conte, they, them bidding him off and bringing in Sarri. I didn't think Sarri would last till Christmas. However, he's proven me wrong. He's proven everyone wrong and they're at the top of the Premier League. Man City as well. They chopped, they changed, you know, they've got the money to do it because it doesn't matter. They might spend 20, 30 million pounds. Actually, not 20, 30 million pounds. That's nothing. They'll spend 20 million on one. Yeah, yeah. They'll spend 100 million pounds in the summer, yeah. sat the manager and they'll have enough to give him enough in January in the following transfer windows to bring in in in, in his people and get rid of those he doesn't want whereas obviously the champion the championship's a whole new ball game well it is but it's, it's, it's that principle but just reduced obviously we're not talking about that number of zeros on the edge on the end of the transfer fees but still you know the middle brewers the the, the leads are signing players for what nine ten fifteen million pounds but they're, they're taking risk and this is something i i i brought up with the, the guys from brentford the other day because i'm looking at their their, their transfer strategy it's money ball Mm. it's money ball but they have focused it on Scandinavia and Ireland and they're bringing in players you know you look at the people like Lasse Viba Andreas Bieland have come in you know that they've done well Henrik Dalsgaard you know went to the World Cup with uh, I think it was Sweden wasn't it Henrik Dalsgaard yeah it was Sweden um, you know but, but they've gone and they've employed that model I asked if they get to the Premier League surely they can't just survive on that they can't hope to find the next Viba or the next Dalsgaard or the next Bieland and, and let them come into the Premier League they'll get slaughtered every week but they said that it's a case of building something up whereas you see some owners they go for bus look at Fawaz at Nottingham Forest yeah, you know yeah, they yeah. slated him absolutely destroyed him the, uh, the Forest fans do you know how much he poured into that club £100 million on players wow. mm. on players 
plenty of stick the other day because there was rumours linking it with taking over Charlton, yeah. weren't there? And the, the amount of stick that Charlton fans were giving for that was ridiculous. He, but he, he ploughed in £100 million on, on players. You look at all these chairmen that go for broke. They don't care about FFP anymore. FFP is a nothing to them because it's done over a three-year period now. They think if we go and spend money in the first year and we get promoted... We don't care because we'll have the riches of the Premier League. That's why you see so many parachute owners going for Parachute payments as well. Parachute you know, you payments. look at the championship amount of teams that have you're, you're parachute spot on. payments still. Look, look at Vincent Tan. People, yeah. people were talking about yeah. He was like, you know, Dr. Evil when he, when he was in the <laughs> Premier League, wasn't he? You know, they had Vincent Tan in at Cardiff. They got relegated. He had the parachute payments. They had to slash the squad. But it was uh, Russell Slade who did the mm. job. Yes, that's, you know? that's why teams like Millwall, you know, I think the loan market for us is, and we are very good at it. You look at your likes of your Harry Kane made in Millwall, um, your Chris Wood. Um, you know, we can't go out and buy players, but mm. we do, then the loan market do very well and utilise it. And I think that's where. Well, look at QPR. I mean, some, is it Naki Wells? He's on loan. Yeah. And Tom Hammond as, well. as well. Yeah. You know, there's a quality striker. and We have to look at the loan Jeff, market. That's where we're falling short in. slightly. And that's where in the past we've always done very well. And, um, you know, we get some great players, but you can't hold on to them forever because we can't compete with George Savile. You know, that yeah. eight million is, you say about a record. Signings again, one billion. We broke the transfer mm. record, eight million for Salah. Yeah, nuts, absolutely nuts. Uh, Mill FOTB fan on the board. Uh, that's Mickey Simpson. Hi, Mickey. Uh, has replied to you, Lucas, and said we have better players than tactics suggest. Yeah, I'd yeah, I think he's right. I think I think it can, it keeps coming back to the the eleven players that take the field. And as I said at the start of the show, how much effort are they going to put in? If they don't put the effort in, you could. As I said made the joke. You can play with Barcelona. Getting that. What we do best and what Neil Harris, the mentality, yeah. you know, that it is going to come. Our heads aren't going to drop. We're not going to in silly goals. Bad things aren't going to go our way. Decisions. And it will turn. Fire in the belly. That's that was needed. The, you, go on. That was the issue with, I think, Jed Wallace at the moment. Last season, he had Ben Marshall on the left, who was doing a lot of work as well. Where Aiden O'Brien's been largely ineffective this year. I think Jed's got that pressure on him that he feels like he's got to go and win the game himself. And maybe having that bit more discipline like he did when Marshall was there last year would help him out and get him back to his best form because he has been quite consistent, uh, quite inconsistent so far this season, I should say. Skalak uh, to start on Saturday? Hopefully. Hopefully. Bit of class out wide, it'd be nice, wouldn't it? Absolutely. You're a Skalak fan, aren't you? I just think he's good. I think he's he's a good player. I can he confirm he's very good. Different. Don't play he that adds a bit of flair, a bit of guile. Guile. Nouse. 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 Yeah. Nouse. I like that. Flamboyancy somewhat. Right. <laughs> Is he, it, it, well, well, no, flamboyant in relation to like the grand scheme of things at Millwall. Yeah, by Millwall standards, he's flamboyant. Well, if if he does a step over, he's flamboyant. He's, yeah, that's right. You know, there you go. <laughs> um, you wanted to mention uh, yeah. a charity, um, Mickey, uh, myself, and a chap who's known as Henshaw on Twitter are doing a charity walk from a boxing gym in Bromley, the mm. iBox Gym, and which I think is off Bromley Common. And we're walking f- next Saturday, we're walking from um, the iBox gym to the den in support of a mill boxer, Charlie Wynn, um, who was a prospect. And I met Charlie and I did a little interview with him. Sadly, he's taken a blow in training to his, to his head. As, um, obviously, that's the, the risk of boxing. And um, he's, he's not going to box anymore, that's for sure. He's, and he's, he's suffering badly at the moment. He's in hospital and um, in need of support. So uh, Mickey, myself and uh, Bill Henshaw, I think some other boxers from the gym, are going to a charity walk from the iBox gym mm. in Bromley to the Den ahead of the Sheffield United home game, which is next Saturday. Um, go to CBL underscore magazine on Twitter. You'll find a link to the, to the Just Giving page to support Charlie. He needs our help. He's a mill boxer. 
is in trouble, needs money. Excellent stuff. Very, very quickly as well. Fulham fans are walking from Craven Cottage to the Den on Tuesday ahead of the Carabao Cup tie. You can join them. Follow, follow at LDN Calling Calm on Twitter. Um, yeah, there you go. That is it for our show. It's absolutely flown. Sam, thank you. Lucas, thank you. Nick, thank you. I want to end this week's show uh, on on a quote from the legendary Brian Clough, who I think it was 14 years yesterday manager. since Great he manager. passed away. And his quote is, if God had wanted us to play football in the clouds, he'd have put grass up there. Have a great weekend. It's Love Sport Radio. Fans show with 7bestbets.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.